Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Northwest Arkansas, Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas. Big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. We uh, certainly are excited to be with you today. One thing that I really enjoy is bringing on past guests back onto the podcast. And so today's guest is no exception to that enjoyment. Danny Collins is the founder of 37 North Expeditions. And if his name sounds familiar, well, it's because you probably heard him on episode 56. I know a lot of you have listened to every episode. And religiously, and I appreciate that. I actually just met somebody the other day that said they drove across country and they listened to like 80 episodes. And I was like, wow, I don't even know if I would listen to myself for that long. But I appreciate the love and the, just the simple fact that once you create it, it's out there, right? And so Danny had a chance to share his love of the outdoors and his background and experience and, and, and why he birthed 
37 North Expedition. And so he has really let, since I last spoke with him, and I guess that was 2020 or 2021, since I last spoke with him, he has not let any grass grow under his feet. And today's episode is a perfect example of that. Danny, how are you doing? I'm great. So excited to be back on. Yeah, it's crazy. It's been that long, huh? It has been a while, man. And I ran into you at an innovation lab event and it was like, I hadn't seen you in a while and it was like during the pandemic. So, you know, I was kind of like, should I hug you? Should I fist bump you or what? And all that good stuff. But you've had an expanded family since we were originally sat down and talked. And so you've got, you've got a lot going on, man. Yeah, dynamic, definitely no, no, no rest when it comes to all personal and kind of work life, but super excited. Just such a special place we're in and the dynamic is what keeps, uh, keeps it fun, right? Yeah, it absolutely does. So listen, real quickly for the uninitiated, just tell them really quick, just give us your 32nd, who is 37 North Expeditions? Yeah, you know, 37 North Expeditions is, you might think we're just a traditional guiding service, but really what we do is we curate exceptional outdoor experiences. We really specialize in the biking and paddling and and other amazing activities that we have here in the Ozarks. And Simply put, we're just trying to make it more accessible for all to get outside and see how beautiful our backyard is, whether you're a resident or you're a tourist coming in to visit. And we're just trying to help you understand the different and amazing variations of ways you can get out and um, get out and see our amazing backyard. Yeah. And I mean, you really and I would certainly encourage everybody to go check out their website, which we'll link to in the show notes, as well as a link to the previous episode. But you really you have a lot of unique out, um, you know, programs, you know, and I, I know you have like a, you have like a program that includes caves and wine and just like the pairings of, of some of your outside expeditions, which are paired sometimes with alcohol and with beer and with wine and with some other events, uh, you know, full meals. I mean, you, you do it all. And so I just, I think the ingenuity behind that is actually quite impressive. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, really what it is, is we're just trying to make it really, really fun and simple to get outside in in different variations of ways and meet others that are wanting to do the same thing. And so a big thing, what we do is provide the equipment and the transportation and stuff. But really when it comes down to it, it's, it's, it's also, we take the planning steps out, which are cumbersome for a lot of people. And so let's just make this incredibly fun, unique outdoor based experience day. And whether that's for uh, one of our single ticket sales events or your corporate group that we work with or your youth camp that we uh, do a lot of youth stuff as well. It's really just about just show up. And so you can optimize your time, you know, in exploration. Yeah, I think so. You got the combination of being in the outdoors and taking advantage of the natural beauty that exists here in Northwest Arkansas and the team building aspects of a lot of the programs that you do. And so that when you, you marry those two together, it's perfect. It's actually, as I was sitting here thinking, yeah, I, I would uh, totally imagine that you work with a lot of companies that are looking for ways to build, to get out of the four walls of the office and build momentum through teamwork. And so, yeah, that, that sounds exciting. Yeah, it's really, you know, that's probably the gr- biggest growing sector of our of our organization. And for so many reasons, it really, it's the most exciting for us in a lot of ways too, is we, I definitely, we see the value in the outdoors as being that environment to build those team bonding, those leadership skills. Um, and especially in this post-COVID world, we, we're, we're, needing, we're needing different ways to engage with each other because office time is, has changed in so many ways for so many organizations. And also, it's, it's just a, you know, your more traditional happy hour situation. This is a focus on mental and physical health engagements together versus 
just one of these more traditional ways that's kind of lacking maybe those other benefits, right? And so the outdoors is what we have here. And so what better way to connect with it even for your corporate group? So yeah, definitely we do a lot from the tiny, you know, startup companies all the way to the, the largest Fortune One that we have here. We we work with a lot of corporate groups and it's uh it's always a special experience. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what so let's talk about Expedition Ozark. It is it sounds like an amazing, it sounds like the amazing race here in Northwest Arkansas, right? If the amazing race were a program that was happening locally, where there were teams involved and where there were some really unique programs built into this event. And I'd love for you just to kind of just talk about how this event came about and more specifically how you got involved with it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's to use the metaphors of comparisons to uh, to TV shows. It's actually, if anybody's heard of Eco Challenge, it really is. That's the sport of adventure racing, and that's what this is. And that's really when the first aspect of adventure racing came to existence. And then, pretty more recently during COVID, you kind of had the world's toughest race, Bear Grylls, hosted that, and that's that's absolutely what this is. It's the sport of adventure racing. Um, it's been around for a really long time. At least as an adventure racer, in my opinion, it puts those Ironmen to shame. <laughs> and it's <laughs> literally, uh, it's an expedition adventure race. There's a lot of different variations of adventure racing, but this one specifically is part of the Adventure Race World Series. So it's a circuit of expedition races across the world. It always culminates in a world championship every year. Last year, I got to go to the world champs in Paraguay. This year, my team is going to race in the world championships in South Africa. So it is a very wow. cool circuit that's across the entire globe. Uh, we have four in North America only. So we are the fourth, which is amazing. You got one in the Northeast, you got one in Bend, Oregon, and you got one in Canada. So we're the fourth one, which is really spectacular. And so the really quick kind of understanding of what adventure racing is, is the more unique aspect to it. It's usually tricky or trekking, paddling, biking, and then it's all orienteering, right? So you get maps and you do the entire race by map and compass. So put it in perspective, there's no actual course. You get maps that have checkpoints located and our course is going to be about 375 miles of a race. And you race 24-7 for five days. You got 120 hours. You sleep when you want. You stop when you want. But if the guy idea is just go collect as many of these checkpoints as humanly possible with the time that you have. You know, generally speaking, these lead teams, and we do have three of the top 10 teams in the world coming to our race, we're estimating that these teams will sleep between three and five hours total for that 120 hours. So they'll be racing on average over 20 hours a day. And so it's, it really is pretty spectacular to know what some of these athletes are achieving day and night and completely and totally orienteering. And so in other words, just mapping compass only. The entire course is in secret until the morning of the race. We hand them a set of, I can't tell you how many, but quite a few maps and say, more or less, we'll see you in five days. Wow. So it's almost like, I mean, you literally go into this and there there is a, a certain aspect of the unknown that's involved. Absolutely. It's kind of one of the thrills. So <laughs> yesterday was a really exciting. So both are, so we have a, an expedition race and that's it is sold out. We have over 10 teams or 10, 10 countries represented at our race. And so yesterday was a really exciting day that we sent them actually the race schematic, which is a big deal for these races. Somewhere around a month out, you generally get what's called a race schematic. And it'll paint the picture of the different legs of the race 
to help you start planning a little bit. But again, it's mm-hmm. the distances are hidden, the the times are hidden, and um, it's but it is very it's very unknown and it's pretty exceptional. I think beyond just the mental or the physical capacity to do something like this, but the mental capacity and the ability to navigate when you're, you know, 48 hours without sleep is quite incredible. Yeah. And to me, the how you asked earlier how I got involved, I have been adventure racing for about 15 years now. I more recently got into the expedition length races and just kind of fell in love with that sport for so many reasons. I love to be in the woods. I am an avid paddler, trekker, and biker. And so getting to do it all in one experience. And it's just an amazing way to see a new place. And that's yeah. what I'm really excited for on the race director side. This will be my first expedition race that I'm directing. And my co-race director and myself have had just a blast connecting the dots to all these special places. You think about when you got 400 miles to travel, you can see everything we have here. And it's just been so fun to connect those dots and be able to understand. Yeah, I'm just really excited for everybody to see how beautiful our backyard is. And over five days, you get to see it. Yeah. Now, are these teams, you said the teams are coming from all over the world. Yeah, we got 10 countries represented. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. So like, just like you're going, you went to Paraguay and you're going to go to South Africa. There are people from other parts of the world that are going to be coming here to our backyard right in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, we'll have, I mean, a handful of teams from a real small handful of teams that are here relatively regional, which is really exciting because a lot of those, it's the first expedition. And then about 20 teams that are coming from all over the U.S., from coast to coast. And then we have, uh, like I said, 10 different countries. we got France, Brazil, Australia, Spain, Ecuador, Denmark, Estonia, Brazil, and, and Canada. So super exciting to be able to, you know... Lots of people are hearing about Northwest Arkansas, but that's still exposure like we haven't heard of quite yet for one race. That's exciting. No, it's like the United Nations of of outdoor adventure. You're bringing it right here to our backyard. So that is exciting. So let me ask you this. What are the goals in terms of creating more awareness in this area for people, right? Because like you're telling me about this, I'm getting kind of excited. I'd love to maybe figure out how could I get my family involved or some friends involved if we wanted to do something similar to this? What are you hoping to accomplish from that perspective? Because clearly I'm not going to go out and embarrass myself with all of these amazing athletes, you know, but I would love to to know what your hope is with regard to what will happen post this event. Yeah, I'll talk about post, but I also can talk a little bit about during about ways to get get involved. And so Number one, we didn't even quite talk about this yet, but we actually have an eight hour, so a much smaller version that is already sold out. But we're, we, this, the, the idea behind that is to have a very miniature adventure race, an eight hour style that's going to end on the same day as the, the expedition racers are coming in. So we're that whole day, which is going to be April 8th is the finish of the expedition and the start and finish of the adventure race is going to be just a huge festival, a huge gathering. You know, we've pretty much taken over Lawrence Plaza and anything. 21C is our host hotel in downtown Mm -hmm. Bentonville. And so just going to have this incredibly amazing celebration with the expedition racers and also the eight-hour racers coming together. That's open to the community. We're going to have live music, free drinks. It's going to be just a, a very amazing gathering. So do hope that everybody can come and see that. On the front yeah. end, we're actually the front end. We're actually having a an opening ceremony in the, in the city of Fayetteville. Their uh, experience Fayetteville is is sponsoring and host for our start 
And so we, um, all the racers are going to come in early Saturday. We're actually taking them all to a hogs game, baseball game. So we're going to really show them what that looks like. About 200 people going to be there at the hogs game with us. And then we're having a, a flag ceremony hosted by Experience Fateville, where we'll have the whole community come out and welcome these different countries that are represented and get a chance to meet them and hear about their story before they start preparing on Sunday for the race. So that's a couple things that we got going on during the week. We're also going to have a watch party at the Hub Bike Lounge in Bentonville every single night. So in this sport, sorry, I'm talking a lot here, Randy, but this no, that's sport, fine. This sport is, uh, is made for dot watching and this new concept of technology has made it really, really fascinating. So these guys are going to be racing, you know, 24 seven and they are not allowed to use GPS, but we do have a GPS tracker on them at all times. And so you'll be able to, to track them as they move through the course. And then we're going to have an evening social gathering at the hub bike lounge every single night of the race to come grab some drinks and just hear from a commentator on what happened while you were sleeping and working and what these guys did. And it's really special. You know, I, again, coming to race perspective, I leave my phone for five days and I come back and I have these weird messages from my wife at <laughs> three in the morning when she's up with the kid, like, why are you right, not moving? Or right. where are you? <laughs> so right. Don't watch yeah, the it's, fun it, thing. Delayed response. No, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to have to participate in some of that. And, and we'll be, we'll be sure to, um, highlight some of the events surrounding the open and the close of this so that folks that want to get involved or want to at least come out and be around that. I have found historically that if you want to do something or if something sounds interesting to you, the minute that you take the a time out of your schedule to be a part of something, even if it's something as small as coming to a watch party, that starts your involvement, right? And it, it starts with that. And then it, you know, soon you find yourself up in the up neck deep in mud and muck and you're out in the elements and you're you're just like, wow, how did I end up here? And well, you went to a watch party and before you know it, you got sucked into the the vacuum that is adventure racing and, and being outdoors. So no, I encourage anyone to participate in this. And and if nothing else, what I'm always surprised about, Danny, and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I'm always amazed when I talk to people here in Northwest Arkansas that really don't get out and take advantage just of the natural beauty that's here, whether it's going up to Hobbs State Park or Devil's Den or Hawksbill Crag or, or, or any of these places that are like literally at our doorstep. You know, we, we have people that fly for thousands of miles to get here to take advantage of it. And I've talked to people that have never been to Mount Magazine. And I'm just like, man, you guys, you got to be kidding me. There is so much to see here in, I mean, just natural beauty in Northwest, in Arkansas, period. That's why it's called the natural state. But there's so much natural beauty here that you need to take advantage of it. And if you're just sitting on your couch every weekend, surfing on your phone and all this other stuff, put it down. Like Danny said, maybe not for five days, but put it down for a few minutes and and get out and take advantage of the outdoors. And whether you utilize a program like 37 North Expeditions or you know, just getting out. I mean, it, there's just so many opportunities available to you. Yeah. I mean, it, you're, you're literally preaching to the choir in a sense that that's the reason I started 37 North was a moving back from being down in South America for some time. I moved back and I just was absolutely dumbfounded by the amount of people that live around here that have never been to Ponk, Arkansas. That was literally, if I could say one <laughs> thing, that's probably the reason I started the company. And so, yeah, you're right. And you know, that's, there's so many special places and what's special about the Ozarks is the diversity and the ways to to recreate, to outdoor recreate. Yeah. 
And that is the reason in my mind that this place is made for an adventure race, right? It's just, you know, the world comes to life in the Ozarks in the spring when the rivers are flowing and the water's high and you start to get the colors to come in. And so, you know, that to me, this culmination of doing one race where you get to paddle, trek and bike all at once is is literally what the Ozark stands for. And that's what we're better than anywhere else in my mind in the country, if not the world at having all those options in one place. Right. And so, yeah, yeah you kind of, you talked about it, but the goal is to start to have a bunch of different races on the calendar that fit into this adventure race or non-traditional multi-sport type races that will start to lead up to helping you work up to maybe doing Expedition Ozark one day and do a five-day race. So we will, you'll start to see more calendar, you know, see more events from us that's in that eight to 12 and then even that 18 to 24 hour range that helps you start to build up to the big one if you want to do it. But just I mean, we could hold those eight to 24 hour races in hundreds of different locations and what we have in the Ozarks. And that to me is what's, what's just incredibly special. So absolutely. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. So the eight hour program is sold out. How many people teams were you able to get into that? Yeah, we closed it at 160, 170 people. Racers was the number that we (laughs) wanted to, it sold out into about two weeks. So pretty spectacular and so that shows that there's a there's a more there's a desire for crazy humans that want to go <laughs> run around in the woods <laughs> with us but and it's a perfect beginner one and we'll do more of that but you know being the first year we wanted to keep it at a very man manageable number for lots of reasons and yeah but overall incredibly excited and there's a lot of people in that editor race that have never done anything like this and that is awesome you know you got the gravel grinders that are hitting these amazing races that we have around here you have the tr- the trail runners that also have such a great community here. But what's fun about this is you're going to start to see them culminate into kind of this, well, let's try out the other things, right? If I'm a yeah. runner, let's try yeah. out the biking and pat- and paddling and vice versa. And that that's what's going to be excited. And I didn't even speak about this, but, you know, this is probably hands down my favorite thing about adventure racing in general is it's a team sport. Yeah. There are some yeah. races that you can do solo, but traditionally speaking, it's a team sport. You got to follow each other the whole time. You got to be within a hundred feet of each other at all times in any race. So it's not a relay. The idea of the team is to take care of each other. And over a five-day course, I promise you, every single racer will cry tears of stress and exhaustion. But you know, the greatest thing is that you're not going to do that at the same time as one of your teammates. And they're going to be there to help you and pull you through it, maybe even literally pull you through it. And those eight hours are the same way. You know, it's in my mind, that's the thing that I, I'm a huge gravel grinder as well, but I love doing it with people. And so that the sport of adventure racing fits that for me a lot is I, I love going out there and just being together with a fun group of friends. Yeah, no, it, it, that sounds exciting. And, and honestly, I enjoy those types of programs because A, not only do you get to meet new people, but you also develop some bonds that kind of stand the test of time. I have lately um, shout out to the folks at the swim around Beaver Lake Dam, and I've done that one mile swim, uh, swim Oz, and that has been a lot of fun. And I've made some connections through that. And, you know, I got I've gotten out a couple of years in a row and done that race. And, you know, as a college swimmer, you know, in my mind, I'm still swimming the way I was swimming back in college. but I'm several pounds heavier and uh, mm-hmm. it's a much different ball game. But, you know, I, I got in and didn't embarrass myself once again. So 
And a lot of what really fueled me to get through it was just the camaraderie of the people around me. And I mean, everybody was high-fiving you before and during and after the race. And, you know, even people talking to you doing while you were swimming, you know, if you were a little off course or whatever. I mean, I just, I mean, there's something about that. And so I would encourage anyone that has even remotely thought about getting involved with these types of activities. They're definitely here in Northwest Arkansas and available to you. And uh, I would encourage you to kind of take advantage of it. Maybe you won't be able to do this program, but maybe there'll be other programs that Danny and his team and others will make available. And I would imagine that after this is successful event, there'll be plenty of others for you to partake in in the, in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's we just have such a great community here. We talk about our natural resources, but it's also just the the community of outdoor advocates and lovers that we have here is just so special. And I think that that, you know, that's what is, is I'm really excited about from a race projector perspective. I'm so excited about creating just an, a course that stuns people. Right. But also, yeah, traditionally in this sport, you end up coming across a, a finish line to a couple people clapping to you and then maybe hand you a, a free beer. Right. But this I'm excited <laughs> for they're going to come across and we're going to have I'm no doubt because we do it big in Northwest Arkansas and we have such a great support community. We're going to come across and we're going to have this huge festival and everybody's going to get to share that experience. And they're going to feel like rock stars that they are. And that really sums down to just this really, really amazing community of outdoor advocates that we have here. And and yeah, you're right. Come and see these people and get inspired. And maybe it's adventure racing, maybe it's swimming, maybe it's not. But it's so many different ways to kind of partake in the outdoor adventures that we have here. And this is going to be a great place to come and just be surrounded by a lot of other people that love doing this stuff too. Yeah. Now is everything, is there a specific website that people can go to to get more information? Yep. Expeditionozark.com. And that really was kind of feeds everything from racers to the community to get involved. Like I said, it's uh, the race itself was April, Monday, April 3rd through Saturday, April 8th. Our big, two big events for the community will be April 1st in the evening and Fayetteville Square. We're going to have a big flag ceremony and welcome party for everybody. And then the big kind of finish festival will be on April 8th in downtown Bentonville. They're at uh, Lawrence Plaza area and 21C area. And then, like I said, the watch parties that'll be on Monday through Friday at the Hub Bike Lounge each evening. So those are kind of your your main points to come and um, come and partake and support these amazing athletes and get inspired. So will there also be an online version of that watch party as well? Like if, if, if somebody couldn't physically come to the Hub Bike Lounge, could they kind of go online to see where people are? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And we'll post that all onto the website. The, like I said, the dot watching will have live. You will be able to pull it up for the entire 120 hours and kind of see where those teams stand and see the leaderboard. And it's pretty fun to, to see it from that perspective. And, and then that will also have each evening, the watch party that's at the Hub will also have a a live digital version that will be streamed that will kind of have commentator. And, and so people talking about what has happened in the past 24 hours, some of the experts are hosting that not even here locally, they're going to be calling in from all over the world and be our hosts that really know this. Okay. Sport. So yeah, definitely, wow. definitely many, many different options if you can't get there physically. So, you know, and I'm wondering before we close out, I'd love to just understand from a strategy perspective, how does somebody who knows that they're not going to get much rest throughout this five day period. How do, how do you reconcile that with your mind? I mean, cause in my head, I'm thinking, Oh my God, 
I mean, if I don't get five hours a night, I'm done. Right. So it's like, how do you reconcile that? Yeah. You know, it's there. That's probably the most unique aspect about this sport than any other sport that I know of. It's that idea of strategy and strategy just doesn't mean how you're going to approach a checkpoint or how you're going to carry your pack. It means, well, sleep and nutrition strategy, probably more than anything for the sport like this. And so there are a lot of different ways out there. Some of the more expert teams kind of generally try to skip that first night of sleep. And then they, they try to get to that 40-ish hour mark. Me and my team, you know, I, I mean, it sounds really wild, but I know when I start hearing animals talking to me and I still know that it's not real, I know that's right. my time to kind of like, well, hey, I'm now at an inefficient level of exhaustion where I need to go and get some sleep and stuff. So, but again, that's really where that team aspect comes into play too. I think it would almost be impossible to do something like this for so many people individually. But when you have it a team, you kind of, you have different roles and responsibilities for your team from nutrition and sleep and kind of carrying extra weight when people need it. Yeah. And, and you just talk through those things together, but it is an amazing race that does not just take place at the, at the gun start, right? It is either so much planning and strategy and preparation beforehand. Another amazing thing to think about is I carry five pairs of shoes and day four and five are two sizes bigger because your feet just get so big. Oh yeah. I would. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So Man. there's all sorts of sorts of things that are just really amazing to think of when you're just, but really it's just put one foot in the other and keep going. But it's really, and, and you know, as a race director, putting on my race director hat side, not my racer side, it's, you don't want that stuff to be the reason. Most race directors don't want that to be the reason that somebody comes close to failure. So changing the activity type really does help. And so, you know, in this race, we have about 14 different legs. So you will switch activity type 14 plus times through the race. Wow. And that's going to okay. help a lot. But yeah, it's uh, just push yourself to that sunrise is what is what uh, <laughs> we, the only way you can really advise people is just get to that sunrise and everything gets a little better. Yeah. And actually, as you're saying that now, that kind of makes sense because I'm thinking about some of the different activities. It's like, man, maybe you can kind of not slack off, but when you're paddling and you're in a boat and you're not, you know, you're not, your legs aren't moving. That's when you can kind of recover a little bit, you know, and that makes a huge difference. That's a perfect example of a team situation where, you know, I've been in a race where we'll have two canoes for four people and we'll tie off one canoe in the back, three people in the front. And the back is one person laying down and sleeping for a little bit while we're still moving forward. Yeah. And so there's a lot, again, it's every team has a different strategy, but you can't, you do not underestimate the power of the teamwork in a sport like this. Yeah, no, I love that. Well, this is exciting, man. I am really, first of all, I just want to say, I, I certainly appreciate your heart to bring this aspect of our area to more people. And so thank you so much. And, and I have, since we originally met and did that episode 56 so long ago, you know, I've constantly kept an eye on what you're doing and I'm always amazed at even what you were able to do through the pandemic. So thank you so much for bringing this program to our doorstep. And uh, I certainly encourage folks to get involved. And if people want to help you out, they listen to this and they're like, you know, I want to help Danny out any way that I can, you know, please let our audience know how they can help. Yeah. You know, go to expeditionozark.com and, and email us via there. You can email me, Danny, at expeditionozark.com directly. And we have all 
plethora of different needs when it comes to volunteers. <laughs> we already have such an amazing crew of networks of volunteers. I think 30 plus people are going to help us out that week already. But yeah, that's that's the only way that you're going to get to know the special places and get to go see these racers as they kind of come through transition areas and stuff. So yeah, if you're interested at all, reach out. We got needs, so many different needs for kind of helping hands at the festival or the race itself. But and then yeah, reach out if you've got questions about the sport or the future of the sport here. I mean, myself, Jason Bettis, and my co-race director, myself, have lots of really fun plans for future iterations of this race and others. And just like you said, it's I think that this is such a cool in one weekend, we're gonna bring probably, you know, hundreds of new people to Northwest Arkansas that have never been here from across literally across the world. And then we're also gonna introduce hundreds of new people to a sport that they've never done that live here locally. And so from both angles, this is a really cool event that I think is just very powerful. And I'm so honored to be uh to be a part of it and had just a blast designing this route. It's been so fun to find every single random curve in the river and tree in the forest and these epic gravel roads that we have out there. So yeah, it's yeah. super fun. I'm sure people will be surprised when they finally see the full on map of, of what you've designed. I think it's going to be interesting. So, but yeah, no, that, that's, that is great. Do you still need swag items? I know you mentioned that in a letter that you sent me. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. You know, again, we're, we're looking to represent local businesses for sure. Festival at the end is going to be amazing. You're going to have a chance to kind of be in the eyes of lots of different uh, local and people from all over the world. And so absolutely, if you have any ability to help out physically or giving us some swag items or any ideas, we're going to have a real fun check-in with all these different racers and love to, to pad that back. Uh, ideas. So yeah, reach out with anything or anything you got. It'd be amazing. Yeah, no, absolutely. We, we will do that. And I'm going to try to get this episode out right away because I certainly want to give people some time to respond back to you. And I'll have you give us all the connection, all the ways to connect with you on our show notes so that anybody listening to this will be able to reach out to this episode and connect with Danny and the rest of the team and learn more about this event. And and so, yeah, I, we, will, we will certainly do that. And listen, I want to also give a shout out to Danny and his generosity. I reached out to him a couple of months ago to request, uh, or not to ask rather, but uh, to see if uh, 37 North Expeditions would be kind enough to donate um, one of their outdoor excursions to the Arkansas Advocate for Children and Families. And for those of you that don't know, and this year, 2023, I was the not the spokesperson, but I was kind of like the person in charge for this past year's event, which happened on February 5th. As the date that we're recording this, it is the 3rd of March, 2023. But, you know, everybody donated to that event and we raised, I, I want to say we raised almost $200,000. It was the most money that we've ever raised for Arkansas Advocate for Children and Families. And it goes right to their bottom line. And Danny was kind enough to donate an outdoor excursion with 37 North Expeditions. And I just wanted to publicly thank you again for doing that. And we actually teamed you up with Andrew Gibbs Dabney, who makes some of the best outdoor clothing from Lives in Design. So shout out to Andrew. He's doing amazing things. Danny, you're doing amazing things. But, you know, I always say, hey, we got to give folks our their flowers when they're on this side of it. So those are your flowers to say thank you for your willingness to donate. And we look forward to the folks that, that actually won that auction 
to hear about their experience with you guys. So thank you again for, for doing that. Well, I appreciate that. And yeah, I, I mean, it's, it, it takes an army, right? And no doubt, I mean, <laughs> every, it's funny how everything comes together. You know, all our guys wear Andrew's pants, lives in pants on our excursions. <laughs> you know, you have been such a huge support system to kind of help a small business get the highlights and the exposure we need. Yeah, we just live in such a really cool place. And you just named three different, completely different angles that we all came together to create a power, powerful unit and a reason that people want to live and come visit here. Right. So thank you to what you do as well on that. And the podcast in general is one of my most amazing ways to honestly, truly to find what's going on here and keep track of all these different industries and this new stuff that's happening literally daily. So I know it's hard. I'm doing the best that I can to keep up. So you know, I appreciate that. And, and that certainly is fuel for me, just like what you're doing is, is amazing fuel for anybody else that's out there that wants to get involved with the outdoors here in Northwest Arkansas. So Danny Collins, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, again, folks, if you listen to this all the way to the end, check out the show notes. There'll be a lot of valuable information on there. Please, if you decide to go help Danny out, Connect with him and his team. If you go to one of the watch events, if you go to the opening on the 1st of April in Fayetteville, or if you are at the ending event on the 8th of April, certainly reach out to one of the team there and just let them know that you heard about it here on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast and just give them a high five and thank them for putting us on the map. So, but thank you so much, Danny. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate it. And yeah, thank you for exposure. Thanks to our sponsors that are making this event, you know, happen, visit Bentonville, experience Fayetteville and, and the state of Arkansas itself. And then also, you know, those are outdoor foundation. So these it's, yeah, again, just thank you to everybody involved. And yes, please do say thanks to all those and every single person, volunteer staff that's involved in this, because it is a big undertaking and we have, <laughs> had a blast doing it only because it's been such a great amount of people, just great people involved. So thank you That's again. Awesome. And that will, yeah, hope to see you guys on the first or eighth. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, and I'll definitely be there for something. I'm not sure what, but I'm going to put it on my calendar. So thank you so much, Danny. Yep. Take care. All right, folks, there you have it. Another episode of the I am Northwest Arkansas podcast. I hope you enjoyed that. Danny is such an outstanding individual and I just, I love what he's doing at 37 North Expeditions. And if you are even remotely someone that likes to get out or want to get out, this is the guy that you need to be around, rub shoulders with him and his team. And, and I'm telling you, it's infectious. You will start to realize that, oh man, I've got to take advantage of this great area here in Northwest Arkansas. So I certainly want to encourage you to do that. Remember our podcast comes out rain or shine every Monday. So please Subscribe to it or follow us on Apple, uh, Spotify, whatever is your podcast player of choice. We would love to have you join us there. And uh, we appreciate all of those, all of the folks that are listening to our podcast. And as a reminder, we are now partnered up with KUAF and we will be on Ozarks at Large, uh, a featured segment every Tuesday. And what we'll try to do is through our newsletter, if you aren't subscribed, you need to think about subscribing. But through our newsletter, we will share that segment when it comes out so that you have a chance to listen to it. And what I have told everybody that's either been on the podcast or listened to all the episodes is that sometimes you'll hear older episodes featured because they're evergreen, or maybe you'll hear something that was just done recently. So it's going to be a lot of opportunities for you to get your daily dose of I am Northwest Arkansas, but we really appreciate you guys. And, and I want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for your support for this platform. Remember this platform is for you. So 
If you have any ideas, if you want to hear somebody on this podcast, maybe if you want to be on the podcast and we have space to get you on, we would love to make that happen. Just reach out to hello at IamNorthwestArkansas.com or you can visit our site, IamNorthwestArkansas.com. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we'll see you back here next week with another new episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.